1: Santa Claus, he makes toys, and he brings them in presents for us and the other children. He has a lay to come to each place. He can get into the houses and chimney.
0: doesn't. for Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a oh, mouse. Oh, ho, 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 ho!
1: Merry
0: Christmas! It's just a story. Hello, and welcome to the very special Christmas edition of Just a Story Podcast. I'm Jake,
1: and I'm Sam and we're here to tell you a story. Every week we take a look at the stories we tell over and over again, what our myths and misdeeds, fears and fables say about us as humans. We want to thank everybody that's subscribed to the show so far and want to encourage you all to rate and review. So we can keep climbing in the rankings. You've been great support, and we're happy to have you all. You're definitely on our nice list. That's right, the nice list. The nice list. Are
0: you super, super excited for Christmas?
1: I am. I've been really good this year. I haven't been really good, but I, I tell the same lie every year, and I don't know how else to face the holidays.
0: And you keep getting presents.
1: I do. So, eh.
0: Is Santa Claus coming to town?
1: Uh, Santa and I have an arrangement, yeah. You know, with this guy breaking and entering all over the world, presumably, I feel like I need to know a little bit more about this guy. He seems sort of shady to me. Where did this business start?
0: Well, it's a resident born Roman Catholic. He started as a saint, St. Nicholas. And this was just a few hundred years after the birth of Jesus Christ. Of
1: Latter-day Saints? uh, No, not that one.
0: He was born around 280 A.D., this was in Batera, near Myra, in modern-day Turkey. He was a Greek. He was a very popular saint. He was admired for his piety and kindness. Saintly
1: I, things. And
0: he became the subject of many legends.
1: Hey, that sounds like it's in our wheelhouse. It does. So
0: he was even said to give away all of his inherited wealth and travel the countryside helping the poor and the sick. So one of the best-known stories of St. Nicholas Is that he found out about a family It was a poor family that had three girls And they did not have enough money for a dowry To wed their daughters And so he wanted to keep them out of What could be slavery or prostitution at this time And he wanted to pay this dowry
1: That was very generous of him But what does that have to do with the man invented by Coca-Cola Who's going to come visit us on the 24th of December?
0: Well, good point, we'll get to that He was walking by and through the coin In the chimney And they happened to just land in the socks That the girls had laid out by the fireplace to dry
1: Of course they did Because what else would coins thrown down the chimney from a street Possibly do. I guess that they're guided by saintly energy and juju, they go directly to Socks. So I'm gonna put a dowry on my Christmas list. Right. I mean, marry you off. Maybe I can get a few gifts. Mm. There was
0: another story, and this guy was extremely popular. He's one of the most popular saints through the Middle Ages, through Renaissance. There are a lot of stories about him. And one that kind of ties into our last podcast.
1: How could anything about Santa Claus tie into our last podcast? <sighs>
0: If you haven't listened to it yet, that is the Meat is Murder episode. Yeah. And so he found out that a butcher had taken several children, placed them in barrels, and was preparing to serve them as meat. So, in different versions of the story, in one he rescues the children
1: before they're dead.
0: Right. And in other stories, he puts the children back together after they've been butchered and they come back to life. Okay. Welcome to Catholicism.
1: are so morbid. It's,
0: so this is one of the reasons he became the patron saint of children, among many other things.
1: Okay, so he's like some weird Dr. Frankenstein possession giving gold coin throwing Greek Turkish saint. Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah, he's definitely on the nice list.
1: Okay, so yeah, he goes on the nice list. But what about Odin Claus? Odin Claus is not a real thing. Odin Claus is a real thing. I promise. The name's made up. I just made the name up. But the guy, the the figure, in folklore exists. It's a version of Saint Nicholas that was kind of combined with Odin. From Norse mythology, during the Christianization of the rest of the heathens. And so they combined St. Nicholas with Odin. It kind of took on a different tone.
0: What was Odin doing in this time?
1: Odin was doing the things that Odin was wont to do, which was chasing witches. So he would ride across the sky every night on a gray horse, chasing witches.
0: And this was the festival of Yule. Like the log Or Yuletad So Odin's on our nice list He's killing witches
1: Wait Some other dastardly deeds I thought you might know A little bit more about
0: that Well As all of our gods From ancient times Want to do You know There was a lot of Philandering And killing And infanticide And things like that
1: Maybe not on the good list Is there an in-between list? No I guess not This is Santa we're talking about Everything's black and white and maybe he doesn't go on the nice list after all.
0: I mean, this is where we get the big guy with a beard flying through the sky in the night. Right, even a magic beast hair, of burden. horseish thing.
1: Right, a magical beast of burden conveying a mythical figure with a big beard through the night sky. Yes, I'm seeing it. I can see all the little dots forming. So we've got the nice guy and the naughty guy. What's next?
0: Well, we do have in Russia...
1: Mother Russia.
0: We have the babushka.
1: Of course. And a
0: similar story in Italy of... Babafina. Exactly. And these are similar female witch-like figures that... Odin
1: was chasing? No,
0: no, you're right. It could have been... That the wise men came to and asked for directions to Bethlehem so they can see Jesus. She gave them the wrong directions. So, naughty list?
1: Yes, naughty list. If If men are brave enough to stop and ask for directions and you purposefully misdirect, you know men don't stop and ask for directions, right? How old is that joke? (laughs) It's like as old as I am, at least. So, like, 22. Yeah, naughty list.
0: But after this she felt really bad.
1: Okay, was she Catholic?
0: <laughs> Must have been. A little Catholic guilt set in, a very early Catholic guilt. She decided that she would go around to all of the children and give them gifts, just hoping that one of them would be Jesus.
1: I don't know if she gets it on the nice list for that or not. It's atonement. Does atonement get you on I guess so. Yes, it's Catholic people. If you're Catholic. Right? Okay, yes. Nice list, fine. You know who's definitely on the nice list? Good is Kringle. He was uh, like a little angelly baby Jesus figure, and he delivered presents to good kids.
0: Why did they have baby Jesus coming around delivering gifts?
1: Well, the war on Christmas has been long and hard. Back then, they thought that the Santa figure had too little to do with the birth of Jesus, so why not have Jesus himself give the presents and get some good PR?
0: I think Martin Luther was really one of the ones that pushed this.
1: The Protestants have never been fond of saints, so they decided that they would have Jesus himself deliver presents. In baby form, which is definitely on the nice list? I guess
0: Jesus can go on the nice list. He was a righteous dude. He
1: was a Capricorn. He ate organic food.
0: Good old Chris Christopherson. Better than Chris Greenville.
1: Okay, so the reason we started down this rabbit hole is because there's a story by David Sedaris which centers on the absurdity of other cultures' interpretation of holiday tradition. And one of them, my personal favorite, involves six to eight black men. In the Netherlands, they believe that Santa goes around with, well, they were slaves, but now they're just some Bros he hangs out with and the six to eight black men convey him around and beat children with sticks when they're bad. So this
0: is good old class. I love that story. Everyone should go listen to it. Pause. Go listen. Welcome back.
1: How was that? Was that good for you? It was good for me. Yeah, let's keep going. So, the
0: modern day take on this, good old Black Pete. And Black Pete is a moor. A moop. He's often depicted in blackface.
1: No, he's not.
0: Yes, he is. Shut up. Which, by the way, 90% of Dutch do not feel that he is a racist character. 90% of the Dutch are wrong. And he may have originated as a demon helper to Sinterklaas.
1: Why would a demon help Sinterklaas? Because he had him in chains and he... Had dominion over the demon.
0: Yes, because
1: of the saint. And so he was his pet demon.
0: Pet demon that then developed into slaves, that then developed into a moor. This moor would steal the evil children, throw them in a sack, and take them back with him to Spain.
1: Spain! Why did he live in Spain? Because he was a Some more,
0: more. Okay, was He was like, that's not the North Pole. There was a point in time where uh, the St. Nicholas figure was, he was someone that rewarded good kids and then would punish the bad children And this is okay. one of the examples where that got split up. You had Santa being the good guy and
1: mm-hmm. little Black
0: Pete, blackface Moor, being the bad guy. This is,
1: right, so if this is like the separation of, Superego and ego. We have the Synthroplus model moving ward, we're just being nice and only doing good things, and we have this guy kind of taking an intermediate position where he's a little more aggressive towards children and has less of a, a good streak. Then I think that the further devolution of Santa Claus's dark side can only be Krampus. Krampus. So Krampus is in the alpine regions of Germany and Austria, and he is a horned demon, anthropomorphic and changed shape, who punishes bad children. And if you've seen this thing from early depictions on to what goes on on the streets at festivals I guess cosplay is so he punishes bad children and he's grotesque and really scary looking like you... he's the
0: true id of Santa
1: and we are gonna put Krampus firmly and soundly on the naughty list I believe just for looking like that I'm sorry
0: so so far on the naughty list we have Black Pete yeah Krampus yeah in the maybe naughty list we have Odin and Babushka. I
1: think Babushka was a hussy. I don't know. I just, like, don't feel comfortable with letting her on the nice list, but whatever. Fine. Well,
0: but we have the nice list. So, on the nice list, we have Saint Nicholas. Yeah. He's a saint. Yes. And then we have Christkind. Yes. Which is Jesus.
1: Right.
0: Do we have anyone else that can go on the nice list?
1: oh well there's father christmas father christmas is kind of like the second ghost in a christmas carol by charles dickens my, my strongest mental image of him is from the muppet christmas carol where he's kind of foamy and has the big red beard but i don't know if he always has the red beard but he wears like green robes and like it's associated with like overindulgence and food and jolliness
0: the british kind of doing the victorian resurgence of christmas so we have our nice list, we have our naughty list, we have our in-between list. And where's, our, where's modern Santa? Where is good old Santa Claus?
1: Well, Santa Claus may be on all the lists because he's sort of an amalgamation of most of the nice Santas. And the version of him we're most popular with came from Clement Clark Moore's poem, An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas." Or more popularly, was Twas the Night Before Christmas. Oh, right. My dad read that to me every Christmas Eve. I memorized that poem for some reason when I was a kid, just because, like, not even during Christmas. I was a weird kid. But anyway, that image of him with a belly that shakes like a bowl full of jelly and ruddy complexion and the tiny reindeer and the sleigh, pretty much everything we know of Santa Claus as we know him harkens back to this poem.
0: And a lot of people say that the imagery of Santa Claus, the physical pictures of him,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: are related to the Coca-Cola Company, but that's actually not true. The first depictions of him that set root was by a political cartoonist, Thomas Nast, in 1881. And he drew a Mars poem and drew that kind of likeness uh, and developed the modern image of Santa Claus, giving him the red coat and the white beard and the big belly and...
1: Well, then Coca-Cola started using it in their ads, and pretty much everyone, it became like the ubiquitous symbol of Christmas.
0: Exactly, and they, of course, always put polar bears and penguins in the North Pole, which penguins do not grow in the North Pole, it drives me crazy. So
1: Coca-Cola probably has to go on the naughty list for, you know, poisoning our children with sugar and putting penguins. penguins in the North Pole. I think that goes on the naughty list. Naughty list. Okay, done. What about Clement Clark Moore? I think he gets to go on the nice list. Yeah, That's it's, an, a qu- it's a great great He time. was an Episcopalian minister, and there were, it was a great poem. Lord knows I've read it 3,000 times.
0: So I think an important question mm-hmm. about who goes on the nice or naughty list is where do all of these parents lying to their children about this mystical Santa Claus coming and giving presents to them, where do these terrible lying parents go?
1: As a terrible lying parent, I'm going to say the nice list optimistically, but I know you're going to launch into some tirade to prove me wrong.
0: No, actually, that's not. um, You know, there's a great study by the University of Texas, a professor, Jacqueline Woolley, and she did a study about this, about children, and if they are being duped into this. And there's a quote, "...the adults they count on to provide reliable information about the world introduce them to Santa." Then his existence is affirmed by friends, books, TV, and movies. It's also validated by hard evidence. Half-eaten cookies, empty milk glasses by the tree. In other words, children do a great job of scientifically evaluating Santa, and adults do a great job of duping them.
1: So, I concede they probably deserve to go on the naughty list. Well,
0: as a scientist... I feel like it's good They're using scientific evaluation They are using the information That is given to them And it's not a negative thing They're developing their Kind of thought process And using it
1: Well you wouldn't say that the murderer was nice Because he did such a lovely job staging the crime scene That the police believed exactly what he was telling them And besides how do they respond When they find out they've been lied to Well there was another study by a Cornell
0: professor, and he interviewed more than 500 kids. This guy's name is Dr. John Condre. According to him, he says the most common response to finding out the truth was that they felt older and more mature. They now knew something that the younger kids did not.
1: Okay, so maybe this is our modern day rite of passage into adulthood. Go from a child who believes in Santa. To an adult who knows better. I mean, it's more humane than, like, some of the scarification ceremonies and stuff in Africa. Maybe it has its place. That is a really messed up analogy. We're scarring children for life. I don't care what you say. It's terrible. I can't believe you take part in this. So
0: (laughs) you're saying parents are naughty?
1: Yes. I'm saying it's okay. I'm Um, putting
0: them on the nice list. We're going to have to agree or disagree.
1: You're going to get cold. Whenever I'm thinking about Santa Claus, I always think about my college discourse class. We were discussing various philosophers, and we landed upon one Jeremy Bentham. You probably know him from his appearance on Lost, but he was, in fact, a philosopher. And one of his contributions to society was the Panopticon, a design for prisons. So in the center, there is a watchtower. On all sides are cells. In the watchtower, there are lights that project out that keep the prisoners from knowing when the guards are in the watchtower. Also, it keeps them from knowing which direction the guards are looking. So at any given moment, someone could be looking directly at you. And this was supposed to enforce good behavior.
0: So saying, you've been making some great analogies in this episode. So do you have an analogy for us
1: now? I do. My teacher said to my class, so what construct in modern society functions like a panopticon? And being me, I say, Santa! And she says, or God! And I said, or or God, yeah. That is sort of how Santa works for us. He's kind of that enforcer of good behavior. He sees you when you're sleeping, and he knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. We're great, this will come. so we're peddling this story to our kids and to them it's not just a story
0: okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh Ah, oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino